You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Keith. Buzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menunos and Bing.com, and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's WWE main event after show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's WWE main event after show. Oh, he was talking about Throwback Thursday, bringing good old WCW Sting music to the AfterBuzz and AfterBuzz. And AfterBuzz. Yes. <laughs> All right, we're going because Big is for doing, and we are doing another WWE main event AfterBuzz. Welcome everybody. I am professional wrestling's voice of choice Christian Rosenberg, holding down the fort. But not doing alone. By my side, I have someone who looks lovely. But if you say the wrong thing, she will beat you faster than you can say Cesaro. Corey Takei, how are you, my dear? I am good. And I just want to let everyone know that uh, I'm still currently the predictions champ. For only a few more days. Um, So just like Wade Barrett, I am going to lay my championship right here. Uh, I can taste it. That (laughs) title is coming to me. I don't know. We're going to have our predictions for payback in just a little bit. And we're gonna we're gonna throw the raw guys in on that too. So because they, they've been since we started this title, they're like, oh wait, I think I can predict better than you guys. I want the title. I don't I, know, I they want title shots over there. I, I'm, I score pretty high. You do, so. but we'll we'll see how we do. But before we get to that, we gotta talk about today's main event, which was for the week of June twelfth, hailing from Greensboro, North Carolina, and this week on commentary. We have Josh Matthews, mm-hmm. but there's no Ricardo. Which you like. Which uh, I love Ricardo Rodriguez. I don't love him as on commentary. Um, and there's Miz, but Miz is not at the commentary booth. Miz is coming down for in-ring competition. And at commentary in place of him is the Intercontinental Champion, as you stated just a moment ago, <laughs> Mr. Wade Barrett. Yes. I and, liked him and you liked how he looked very suave tonight, you felt. You enjoyed yeah. his look what this evening. What was the word I used? Um, but no, he looked very dashing. Dashing was yes. the word you used. And then speaking of dashing, Miz's opponent on Main Event was a man who used to go by the name Dashing, and that is Mr. Cody Rhodes, mm-hmm. which is, this is a rematch from this past Monday's Raw, which was a rematch from the Extreme Rules pre-show, which was like a rematch of the other 5,000 times these two have wrestled, it seems like, in the last six months. Yeah, but I, well, I guess we'll talk about it later, but I did enjoy this match. It was, it was a fun match. It's just the fact that we've seen Miz versus Cody Rhodes time after time mm-hmm. after time. You know, give both. I don't understand what they're doing with Cody Rhodes. Well, yeah, but the thing is, every time I do see Cody Rhodes in the ring, I'm okay with it because I want to see more of him. Exactly. We want to so. see more of Cody Rhodes. We, we want more of him, and we just keep having him. In these non-advertised matches, mm-hmm. and he always does great in them. Yeah, he does. I I like the fact that they switched over the Miz and uh, Wade Barrett this week. I enjoyed Wade Barrett on commentary, <laughs> but the thing is, again, it's it's my same thing. I don't like a current wrestler to do commentary, but Miz has been solid, at it, and I was actually really impressed by Wade Barrett tonight on commentary. Yeah, I thought he was really. He was good. a fun heel color commentator. Yeah. Which we don't have too many of that. And, and that and, accent and that helps as well. For uh, me. Whatever. <laughs> whatever. You and your accents. Cesaro, Wade Barrett, whatever. Well, Cesaro doesn't talk much, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, Wade Barrett on commentary is talking about how he's had this long rivalry with The Miz, where, you know, back when they collided at the WrestleMania pre show, where Miz took the title, but then the next night on Raw, Wade Barrett won it back and has had it ever since. And they were also throwing in the fact that, you know, a payback, you got Curtis Axel in the mix now that, unfortunately, Fandango got hurt, which upset me so much that he got hurt. I was kind of bummed about that. But now now Curtis Axel in the mix and Wade Barrett saying, you know, he's had some very impressive victories, 
but they're not the type of victories that Wade Barrett does. When Wade Barrett gets a win, his opponent is knocked out in the ring. Mm-hmm. So Wade Barrett talks some trash to the third generation star Curtis Axel, which I found kind of interesting. Of course, yeah, it's going to be really interesting. I, I'm trying to keep my predictions quiet till that. Yeah, we're going. No, don't worry because we got <laughs> we got a hard hitting matchup right now with the Miz and Cody. The first several minutes, very back and forth. No one was really taking control. Early on, there was a a slingshot by uh, the Miz with Cody going to the turnbuckle that did not look, look very good. effective. Slingshots are it's a very difficult. It's a much harder move than people think it is because you know it's taking you know the pull of one guy and then the timing of the other to you know then kind of like leap and you know, nail themselves into the turnbuckle yeah, correctly. And this one just seemed a little off. They've, they've both done better with this move in the past. It didn't look very clean this time no, around. No, it, it kind of almost was like a stumble and his arm went and hit the turnbuckle, not his uh, face. Yeah, it, it was obvious that he got up and then kind of went to the ring. Yeah. And like I said, but through the first, I don't know, five, six, seven minutes of this match, it was just... Miz got a few moves in, then Cody got a few mm-hmm. moves in, then Miz got a few moves in, Cody, and then we also, when then we go to the commercial. It seemed kind of an awkward commercial but placement. It was a lot like that throughout the whole entire match. It was just back and forth, who's winning, who's losing, and just everyone like one time there was a count out with Miz, and then there was a count out with like they were getting Rose. very close to being counted yeah. out. And that part's good, you know, to throw it in that mm-hmm. both of these guys are attempting to win in that route. Even even the Miz, which some people might throw the argument, well, Miz is a babyface. Why is he going for a count out victory? Hey, a win's a win. Yeah. I mean, that's my that's my opinion on it. If you can win by count out, then you win by count out. Who cares? True, true. Your hand's still raised. As as you still win. get the winner's purse. We come back from the commercial break, and Miz actually then hits a very nice double axe handle off the apron. And then from there, Cody finally really gains control and then has control for several minutes by taking Miz's arm, eventually, and literally whipping it. Mm-hmm. Onto the ring post looked awesome. No pun intended on the word awesome there. It looked really awesome because it looked like <laughs> Mrs. Wrist bounced off the steel post. It took you a minute to get what I meant there. <laughs> but, but yeah, and then Miz just holding that wrist and arm throughout the rest of the match. And I mean, Cody, obviously, he still did some moves onto the arm and good ring psychology by him on it, but not doing as much as, say, you would think. Mm-hmm. But because that initial shot looked so vicious it wasn't even really necessary because the entire time Miz is still you know like holding his arm on the side or or like behind trying to protect exactly he was he was wounded soldier there yeah you know really trying to like protect himself um but you know Miz eventually fights back hits his nice backbreaker neckbreaker combination that he does but only gets a two count and Miz then tries to go for the Stole Crusher finale, but again, with the arm, having some trouble mm-hmm. locking in the move, which allows Cody to counter and then hits a beautiful disaster kick. But again, only gets a two count. We've seen Cody put some guys away with that move before, but not tonight, not the Miz. He kicks out. Cody wondering, what more do I have to do? <laughs> well. Cody then, while Miz is trying to get back up, while Miz is in a seating position, Cody runs for a kick. Miz ducks, goes for a schoolboy, but as he rolls him up, then stands up, wraps the leg up, figure four. Cody's in the middle of the ring. He cannot reach the rope. He's got no choice. What did you think of But the uh... tap. And The Miz gains another victory over Cody Rhodes and then has a nice little stare down with Mr. Barrett. I love commentary. their stare downs. <laughs> I like them. They're, they're so um, theatrical. Um, yeah, that one, and they've had... Now they've had a <laughs> lot of time a long between time. the two of them. A long time. Which is good. Some people might think it's gone a little too long. But at the same time, I really think this was all gelled to really help push Fandango. Uh-huh. And then they got kind of got stuck because yeah. he got hurt. Yeah. I, 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 I don't think it's too long. I think that their rivalry could last even longer, and I, I would enjoy I enjoy, I enjoy, I enjoy their enjoy matches. I, I don't have a problem with that feud lasting longer, and it's making a big deal of if it's a feud over the Intercontinental title mm-hmm. because really in the last couple of years, as far as people making a big deal out of the Intercontinental title, 
when has there been? I mean, Cody Rhodes brought prestige back when he was the Intercontinental Champion, but there really wasn't a lot of long feuds that he had with, mm-hmm. for that title. They were all pretty short. He had Booker T for a little bit. He eventually lost it to Big Show. Uh, he had a couple other guys, but nothing that really lasted several months like we have with Miz and Bear, which is now going on three-plus months. I, I think, yeah, almost four. Yeah, I mean, they, this rivalry started in March, the lead-up to their WrestleMania match. So, like, well, let's just for to keep it easy, say the beginning of March, March, April, May, June. There you go, four months. So I think that's great. Yeah. And now all of a sudden the wrench in there of Curtis Axel. So see what's going to happen with that, which we'll get to later. But yeah, it makes it again. We'll come on talk. But what mm. about what about our star rating for this match? Our was star rating, um, I would give it two and a half stars. I actually enjoyed it. It went through two commercial breaks. Two commercials. The match went probably close to twenty long. minutes. Um, there were a couple botches, I guess. Things that didn't look right. Mm-hmm. Even the figure four at the end was a little... It did look like he struggled again to get the figure four on. <laughs> Maybe it was because his wrist was wounded or whatever, but it didn't look Let's say clean. that. Let's say that's why. That's good. <laughs> but you know, I, I like seeing Cody Rhodes in the ring. And so, two and a half stars. I enjoyed it. All right. You know, um, I thought it was overall enjoyable match. Mm-hmm. It was kind of slow. To yeah. me, um, I felt the pace could have been a little quicker overall in the match. And just the fact that we've seen, like I said, seen this match over mm-hmm. and over. I mean, we saw it on Raw, and the match was about two and a half minutes. And in a main event, they suddenly yeah. have 20. And it's like, all of a sudden, Cody Rhodes is able to last 18 more minutes against the Miz. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a lot of things that happen in uh, wrestling that, you know... Confusing. It's all supposed <laughs> to make sense, Corey. But here's the thing: if if Cesaro was there every week with the same person, I'd be happy too. Well, you'd just be happy to see Cesaro. <laughs> or that... not just a, you know, like some people's. We're not I'm, talking about your man right now. I'm talk- well, even Cody Rose, I like watching him in the ring, even if it's going to be continuously with the Miz. I mean, I, I love seeing <laughs> Cody in the ring. I'm a fan of the Miz overall yeah. too. I mean, Miz, I think, has a solid wrestle. I think he's definitely worked his way into being a legitimate Well, he's not uh, wrestling. He's not wrestling enough, in my opinion. He's doing a lot of well, he's constantly. Well, he's constantly also running around. I mean, he does him, and C- him and Cena are the two top you know, spokespeople for WWE by far. Well, yeah, the Miz also has his Christmas movie. He's that- got the Christmas movie <laughs> he was working on. But he, does, he, um, he was just at um, the E3 convention in Hollywood just yesterday or two days ago or something like oh, that. Oh, wow. So, I mean, he goes everywhere. And they need people like that. They do. They do. They do. But at the same time with this match, like I said, I mean, it was good, but it was, like I said, it was really slow to me. I'm going to give it two. If, two. You, if you were maybe a 10-year-old, do you think you would have given a bit, like, do you think you would have more love for Miz, be more ecstatic about Miz? I mean, basically I'm asking, do you think Miz is more of a... I think Miz is more of a teenager fan. Teenager, okay. Because he's a good guy, but he's still got kind of that that smart ass attitude. Yeah. So I, I think I think Miz appeals to the teenagers more than Cena appeals more to the younger kids. I think he's a good guy. And then speaker. Punk appeals to the adults. Yeah, well Punk appeals to everybody, I think. He's very uh, a lot of kids don't like Punk. Really? Because they think he's mean. But they like that. They like the mean guys. Only the mean kids like the mean guys. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we like Decepticons and stuff, too. Oh, sure. sure. <laughs> and and you know who you would normally think is, is a mean type of person? Um, a serial killer. Yeah, just How's like, that for a segue? That's a great segue. <laughs> and speaking of serial killers, we can watch a lot of serial killers. But we can watch happy serial killers. Very kind serial killers. Uh, at Maria's, <laughs> Maria's and Kevin's movie, Serial Buddies, which yes. is now available on iTunes. So if you want, for $4.99, you can rent it. For $5.99, just $1 more, you can actually buy it. It's a great comedy. Dexter meets uh, Dumb and Dumber. Dumber is what I said last week. Dumb and Dumber, created by Marina Menounos and Kevin Undergaro. And then you got guys like Artie Lang, Christopher Lloyd, Kathy Lee Gifford. Christopher Lloyd. I mean, always back. It's freaking Christopher Lloyd, for crying out loud. And honestly, it is the most unique unique storyline you'll ever you'll never see anything like it it, it is hilarious mm-hmm. um john molina friend of our show 
um, has, has a nice role in that movie yeah, as well. Yeah, who came, who came Our very first episode, Gian Molina was here hanging out with us. Mm-hmm. Um, really funny movie. Yeah, and so, you know, by, by going to iTunes and renting it or purchasing it, you are supporting all of us here at AfterBuzz. And, uh, you know, we love doing this for you. And if you go do that, it just helps us it out. It prevents us from pop-ups and commercial breaks and all yeah, that stuff. all those things we don't want. And they could also just go to SeroBuddies.com and click. It's a big red shiny button. You know, you always said don't touch the big red shiny button. We're letting you touch the big red shiny button. Ooh, the big red shiny button. I know. <laughs> so please make sure, check it out. If you want to laugh, then go check out that movie. And we come back onto main event and we see Mr. Damien Sandow heading down to the ring. And he's got a mic in hand, which always makes me which happy. Which you love. I love Damien Sandow promos. Uh, and, he, and he said, I think I actually pretty much wrote down his entire promo because I really enjoyed <laughs> it. It was like, you know, Sandow starts saying, for the last year, all I wanted to do was enlighten the unwashed masses. And I've realized that I set the bar far too high. So from here, I promise that I will speak more slowly. And use words that are more simple Mm -hmm. so that all you can understand. I also pledge to get my message across using physical means, which starts tonight and continues at payback where I decimate, which means, by the way, to beat up very badly. I love it. Your hero, Seamus. Seamus. I have to say it now every time. And then then the last line, I love, you may not like this, but you will learn from it. I think it's a great, great catchphrase for him besides that you're welcome. Most eloquent man in WWE right now. Oh, that that promo was four and a half stars to me. Unfortunately, you don't have to rate that one. I know. I don't have to rate the promos, but loved it. Got him over. Got his feud with Sheamus over. How he's kind of changing his attitude. You know, just being like, he's been around for about a year now also, which is kind of surprising. I just want to point out that people always talk about how nice Daniel Bryan's beard is. I want to say... No one talks about Damien Sandow's yeah, beard. Damien Sandow's got a, a dashing beard as well. <laughs> <laughs> your, your word of the day is dashing, dashing apparently. D-A-S-H-I-N-G. All right, well, <laughs> well, Damien Sandow is set to take on Sin Cara, who this week has... Very, 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 very bright green ring attire. Which becomes less bright when the slides Thank goodness. Go down. For once, I'm like, thank goodness we have the Sincara <laughs> lighting because that, those, that ring gear was going to give me a headache because it was so bright. I like bright colors. They excite me. <laughs> Not when they like hurt my <laughs> eyes. <laughs> Um, yeah, Sin goes oh, in. And, by, and and I like the Wade Barrett complains about Sin Cara's lights from the commentary. He's like, I can barely see my notes. And Josh Matthews is like, You have notes? Oh, that's funny. He's like, Yeah, because we never look at you guys with all your pads of paper in front of you. I don't <laughs> take notes. These are just doodles. Nah, yeah. She, she, <laughs> she's just bored listening to me and just doodling <laughs> around. <laughs> yeah, okay. So Sin Cara gets in there. Yeah, so, you know, Sin Cara gets in there and. You know, this was just kind of a, it seemed like a very simple match. Uh, I liked it more than the previous match. I agree with you. Okay. Oh, no, I agree on that. Mm-hmm. Um, it was mostly, you know, it was your typical Sin Cara got a few moves early on, then Damon Sandow took heavy control for several minutes. It's, it's your typical match on how it goes. The good guy gets mm-hmm. a few moves to start, it gets the crowd going. The bad guy takes over for a while. The good guy mounting his comeback. Well, he, you know, here's the thing about Sin Cara. I feel like he can make anyone look good, and he looks good as well. I There's completely about him. I completely disagree with you. On really? That because his opponents make him look good. So you don't think that he's making his opponents look good? No. Huh? Because Sin Cara, Sin Cara, and and it's. It's no surprise if you just look at kind of like his track record on where he's been on TV and stuff. Now, granted, injuries have played a big part on it because he's been injured several times over the last year, year and a half. But he has not panned out how they thought. They thought he was going to be, you know, we all talk about Ryan Klum mentioned it on Raw After Buzz, how he was supposed to be the next Rey Mysterio. Well, that's why he's kind of not winning matches, but he's there to embellish. But he couldn't really 
carry the guys on a match mm-hmm. because he unfortunately was making a lot of mistakes. Now the last few weeks, we've seen him against Cesaro. We've Thank seen him you. against Sandow. Mm-hmm. We're seeing him against guys who are really good at wrestling people no matter their size yeah. or style. Mm-hmm. They're able to adapt to it. And it's because of that that all of a sudden, you know, Sin Cara was right. It's something that I always we always talk about in improv uh-huh. where you say, you know, if it's two people up on stage for a scene, you're only as good as your scene partner. Well, it's true. The same exact thing goes with wrestling. You're only as good as your opponent and how that and how that opponent makes you. Yeah, you're only as good as your weakest link. Yeah. That's what they say. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, if you're if your opponent is crap into bed in the ring. You're not but going to look very good either. He's unique. He does moves that I don't really see often. He, uh, obviously, because he's a because really the only luchador. person who does those moves is Rey Mysterio. Uh, well, yeah, and I don't see Rey Mysterio often enough either. No, because he's been hurt as well. That's why they were thinking so. Sankara coming to replace him from Mysterio's age and injuries. But then Sankara was being thrown with those injuries as well. So, kind of curious, and that's kind of why they you know all of a sudden made Alberto Del Rio like the uber Mexican good guy. Because of all the injuries from Sin Cara, it's like, oh, no, we need, like, a top, um, you know, Duro's not a luchador, mm-hmm. but we need a you know, top guy for, like, the Mexican demographic, someone they can relate to. And all of a sudden, then Del Rio started doing a few more high-flying moves than he normally did. Yeah, he does. But he's, he doesn't have the, the look. Well he's, not, well, he's not a luchador. Yeah. And he doesn't try to be a luchador. So... Although, when he was in Mexico, before he came to WWE, he was wearing a mask as well. Like, he was, like, a lucha libre type wrestler. He's just a little bigger than your typical luchador. But anyway, with this matchup, you know, we get to a point where Sandow goes for a backdrop, but Sin Cara flips out of it and counters with an Inseguri and then follows up with a nice springboard dropkick. And then uh, Sin Cara also then hits a handspring elbow, immediately followed by a springboard crossbody. Sin Cara mm-hmm. loves the springboards. He does springboards more than anyone. Like, every other move of his is a springboard. But it looks good. I know it, it's repetitive, it looks, it but looks, it looks good. It looks good when he gets it. <laughs> there are times where he might jump a little short or things like he that. Get, he probably gets it more the often last than couple, I would. The, <laughs> I would fall in, on my face. The last couple of weeks, the last you know few matches that we've seen, the last three or four matches that we've seen of Sin Cara, they have, they have looked better. You know, mm-hmm. it's been a little more consistent, which is good. Um, and then Sin Cara then hits a, you know, a big kick on the back of Sandow's head. I hate those. Climbs the top mm-hmm. rope, going for a swanton, but it's an awkward angle because, you know, normally the guy, if you're going for a top rope move, the guy is usually lying, I want to say almost like perpendicular okay. to whatever corner the guy's climbing on. Okay. So, I mean, for those of you watching, like if here's, if here's Sandow, if he's lying like this, then he'll be jumping from this one. Sandow was here. And he's still on this rope. <laughs> so it just kind of looks like you're going to kind of turn and jump like that. Really, the only person that's re- that was yeah, really good tricky. able to adjust their jumping like that was Rob Van Dam with mm-hmm. his five-star frog splash. Because it didn't matter where you were in the ring. Somehow he would hit his five-star frog splash. It was which bizarre. Awesome. Which is really cool. And they say Sinkar goes for the Swanton, misses, and then Sandow pops back up. And it's his new finisher, which we don't have a name for his new finisher yet. But it's kind of like a combination of... A rock bottom slash mm-hmm. urinagi and a side effect where because he's lifted him up like the rock bottom, but then he's sitting down like he would for the side effect. Mm-hmm. So waiting for an official name for it. But then Damon Sano gets the pinfall victory. Hey, two singles wins in a row for Sandow on Raw and main event, which for him is kind of rare. Do you think we're going to see a lot more of Sin Cara in the coming? I think we're going to see a lot more Sandow. Well, yeah, Definitely. Um, I, mean, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see because he has a beer. He's been on SmackDown the last few weeks, yeah. uh, losing to Curtis Axel, and then he was he, he was, was on Raw. he was on Raw, but again losing to Cesaro, and then he was on main event losing <laughs> to Sandow. So I mean, to be fair, Cesaro has been losing a lot, except for Monday. Thank you, but you know that match was really random. <laughs> also, I was like, where where's this match going? It was a little random, yeah. but it was happiness. But needless to say, so this match. It was more entertaining than the first one to me. It still had a good length. Still went probably between 12 and 15 minutes. And I'm a big fan of Damien Sandow. And yeah. I like, you know, the commentary was also really put in, starting to put over the story of Sandow and Sheamus and like the game of wits 
um, that's been happening over SmackDown because it's been a good T- really just solely TV feud and mm-hmm. it's m- much more like 90% of the feud has been on SmackDown. Yeah. 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 So if you only watch Raw and you're like, wait, why is Sandow and Sheamus wrestling? Because you might have not really known that they've been feuding for the last month on SmackDown. Which And I like how they're going to put that into pay- payback. Yeah. And, and, I, and it makes sense for it just to be the pre-show match mm-hmm. because it's really only been on one TV show. But, the, you know, I, I but like but it. still. And off the top of my head. Even though it is still a pre-show, I think this is the first time in Sandow's year plus in the WWE that he actually has a one-on-one pay-per-view match. Really? I could be wrong about that. I know he's had some tag matches with Road Scholars, but this might be his first singles pay-per-view match. I don't know, maybe someone in the yeah. chat, and if, if there's someone in the chat room that knows for sure, because I might be wrong on that. But this is the first one that I remember. So if anyone can uh, verify that. Yeah, but if you can. But meanwhile, star rating on the match, what do you give it? I want you to go first. You want me to go first? All right. Um, like I said, it was a fun, decent match. <laughs> I'm I'm not a big Sankara fan. I'm j- I'm just not. I'm I mean, not a big Sankara he's, fan he's either. He's not my big guy. I love Sandow, and and Sankara worked well with Damon Sandow in this match that's, to give him credit. That's basically what so I'm, I'm going to give it two and a half. So the same as I gave previous. two to the. Oh, previous you did. One. Yeah. Okay, I am going to give it three because okay. I gave the previous one two and a half, and I enjoyed this one more. Okay. Yes. Fine. I will do Fine. that. Fine. It's been done. Done. Okay, you know what else should be done? You tell us. Well, go for it. Other things that should be done is giving us five star ratings, <laughs> and they could. I have the best segues in AfterBuzz, <laughs> in all of AfterBuzz, wow. in all of AfterBuzz. I reign supreme. Do you, do you need a Segway Championship belt? Is that I what should you have need? a Segway Championship belt. <laughs> Someone make me, Stephen, make me a Segway Championship belt out of paper. <laughs> but yeah, you can give us five star ratings by going to iTunes. And giving us the five-star rating, subscribing to our awesome podcast. And this isn't the only wrestling podcast we do here. We also do Monday Night Raw. We also do Friday Night SmackDown. We also do the pay-per-views. In fact, after you watch Payback this Sunday, make sure you stick around because Sunday night we will have a post-Payback after buzz for you where you know we're all kind of like combining forces on shows and going to give you a fun little pay-per-view recap. So that should be fun. As well as... Mm-hmm. If you like shows other than wrestling, say you like talent shows, like America's Got Talent, Corey. Or video games, like Game Control Live on Saturdays. Or The Voice, where I happen to do that one. And all other fun shows. If you like the show, we probably do an AfterBuzz for it. So check them out. Subscribe. Leave comments, because it's important for us to see those comments so we know what you like and what you don't like about us. And again, the five stars. And also make sure you like... And leave comments on our YouTube page. And we have a tout, too, at ME After Buzz. So if you got a fun tout and we like it, we're going to put it up uh, live for you on our podcast. Then we get to the final recap that we can get. <laughs> Your voice got a whole, then this happens. Because this is a big deal. <laughs> we're talking about three stages of hell with Cena and Ryback. That's pretty deep. Do you like that? Very baritone. Yeah. Okay. I'm actually more of a bass. You are? Yeah. I, I think I'm baritone. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So yeah, we get a little we recap, you know, to further build this view where we have some clips from Monday Night Raw mm-hmm. As usual. where we had all the lumberjacks where it was great. We had like a JTG sighting. We had an Alex Riley sighting. Yeah. We had all these guys like, oh, yeah, you're still here. <laughs> <laughs> and what, because what I say a few weeks ago when I announced the lumberjacks, like all the Guys on the bottom of the card are going to get a pay-per-view payday this Sunday. So and you, look at that. And look at that. And, and there they are in Raw. And so I'm, I'm kind of curious to see how many of them, because, I mean, Sheamus and Orton, mm-hmm. they were down there as the Lumberjacks, too. They're not going to be there during the main event match. No, they won't. No. I mean, I don't think, because they're going to be, you know, I doubt it, because they're still going to be recovering from their respective matches earlier in the night. It's mainly going to be people that either were at the very beginning of the pay-per-view or people that weren't on the pay-per-view at all. That's true. I mean, but you... Tons of funk, primetime players, 3MB, they'll all be out there. Uh, <laughs> Everyone's going to be there. Every, everyone's going to be there. Yoshitatsu's going to be there. Yoshitatsu. <laughs> Yoshitatsu's getting a pay-per-view payday. <laughs> and <laughs> Good for him. <laughs> and yeah, so... Could that be like my bonus prediction if he's there? <laughs> In case of a tiebreaker, we should name at least, like, ten Lumberjacks. That'd be awesome. <laughs> right, we'll see. <laughs> but, yeah, so, you know, that final buildup. And what I found really interesting, so this is the last 
main event before the pay-per-view. And there was only one recap for one match. Well, I'm kind of glad that that happened because sometimes it gets I'm, so... I'm glad, but at the same time, we had nothing for Jericho Punk. But there's going to be all that on SmackDown, and I just don't really but think But what about necessary. the people that only tune into Ion Television? I don't think that's true. I think, <laughs> <laughs> I think if people have Ion Television, they also have the USA Network and Sci-Fi, so... But what if their parents say, you're only allowed one hour of wrestling a week? Well, that's a different and they, story. they make it main event. <laughs> one hour a week? That'd be a, such a sad... Mm. My mom did that to me when I was young. So what was your choice? Well, granted, we didn't have like nine hours a week <laughs> like we do now. Well, I mean, I really only had because mon- like Monday Night Raw or whatever was past my bedtime at yeah. the time or when it first started. So it would be Saturday morning superstars, yes. like 11 to 12 Saturday mornings for me. That's That yeah. was it. That was my wrestling, Phil. So you chose wrestling. Of course I chose wrestling. What are you, nuts? What are you, nuts? I'm a little nuts, actually. Okay. I keep it calm here at AfterBuzz. You know what else was kind (laughs) of nuts? What? The fact that the main event of main event, no pun intended, (laughs) was tons of funk versus the Usos. So, like, two two face tag teams that are trying to elevate. Did they do that last week, though, or two weeks ago? No. I feel like they've been in the ring together. They might have done, um, like, a six-man or an eight-man or something like that, because... Like, the Usos have been on the last few weeks against primetime players and against road scholars. But so it's just a matter of, oh, wait, there's no one left for the Usos to beat except <laughs> tons of funk, not without the shield being involved. So we get this match, tons of funk in the Usos. And I like, because the four of them were just goofing around and having fun. Yeah. It like a they're smiling, party. they're laughing, they're dancing like crazy. And but yeah. so I enjoy that, but at the same time, I'm just like, who do I cheer for? Really, you were torn. Well, because I don't know who I should cheer for. Because they're both, both of them are trying to get the fans behind them mm-hmm. more and more. Well, I think I think as a kid, you definitely would probably go the kid tons, tons of, funk. of funk. I mean, that's that's but if a house you're, party right but there. But if you're a little older. Well, if you're a little older, you might still go for tons of fun because you're looking at Cameron and Naomi. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they do that booty thing, and you're like, oh. Hey, Cameron. Um, I I like Cameron much more than Naomi, personally. Uh, Really? I like Naomi better. Oh, all right. All right. Well, choose to disagree. That's fine. We each got one. Okay. We each got one. (laughs) (laughs) We each got a funk of ackle. (laughs) That's true. I like how this conversation went. So, So, and Wade Barrett, though, Wade Barrett is just like seething. Yeah. At commentary, he's like, this is not my idea of fun. They're all dancing around. You should be fighting. Because he's too mature for this. I loved it. I yeah. loved it. Wade well, Barrett. That's his persona. Wade Barrett was great on commentary. I was that's very surprised. Mm-hmm. But, but I mean, you're still a good wrestler. Do commentary when you're done wrestling. Because I'll listen to it then. But I was, I was you know, he, he might not be, he's probably not going to be a commentator for the the future main event, so... No, because Miz will probably be the back special there. guest will be fine. Yeah. Oh, and like a guest for a match and or something Ricardo like that. And Ricardo maybe won't come back. Maybe they heard you. And they said, okay, well, Ricardo... They do listen. They do listen to the show. Christian Rosenberg. It's proof. <laughs> we have proof that they listen to the show. Because they were going to put the title on Fandango, but then he got hurt. Thank you for listening. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, a few little highlights with this match. Uh, Tensai actually hit... Or Sweetie... Um, hit hit a really cool um, looking monkey flip on um, I believe it was Jay Uso mm-hmm. um, early on in the match, and and then eventually you know they kept going back and forth. This was your typical filler good guy versus good guy match where no team really getting a lot of control of the match. Just simple. Well, just oh, you fun. hit a move, you hit a move, you hit a move, you hit a move. Like you said, they were just having yeah, fun. Exactly. We eventually got a, a T-bone suplex from Brodus Clay. <laughs> that and makes then, me laugh every time. T-bone. T-bone. <laughs> okay, go on. T-bone suplex. And then he hit his big splash. That normally ends the match. But then broken up uh, by the other. So I don't remember offhand which one. Oh, Jay broke up the pinfall. Okay. Because um, Brodus hit it on Jimmy. And then all of a sudden Jay popped up when Tensai ran into the ring for it. And Jay just lifted Sweetie up. With a Samoa drop with, like, mm-hmm. ease. 
which is crazy to think because he's had trouble doing it on Drew McIntyre, but then Tensai gets up no problem. Well, maybe Tensai has his way of helping him out. Well, that's a, no, that's exactly well, what yeah, it is. But so, I'm just like, mm, yeah. But, you know, it was impressive. It looked great. And then Jimmy and Jay together hit a, a double super kick on the Brodus Clay. Brodus is out, which then leads to their head shrinker slash superfly snooker splash, where See the more and more you pass. look at the head shrinker slash superfly smack blah. Ah, okay. All right. <laughs> and the Usos pick up another impressive victory over tons of funk. And again, would you really building, say impressive? They they won. Okay, they won. <laughs> <laughs> and again though, going up that ladder to try to get that title shot against whoever emerges victorious at the pay-per-view on Sunday, which we'll talk about momentarily. And the Usos been on a win streak. They rocked the red, the red shorts and the red war paint this week. Mm-hmm. Um, which I re- I really dug that. I thought it looked good. And no pyro. Didn't they have pyro? I don't think so. But they aren't. The are they moving? Are they moving up the card and losing their pyro now? <laughs> yeah. I could have sworn they had their little pyro. I guess still. I got to rewind. And I don't check. know. We'll, we'll have to double check. <laughs> but then the main event ends with the Usos pulling um, a trick out of their from their father Rikishi, and they're just I like grooving it. and dancing like in the it. ring. Which is funny, like I would have thought at the end. With this, if these two teams are having so much fun together, then at the end they all would have been dancing together. But that would have been a little odd, wouldn't have? No. I could imagine you commenting, and then uh, Sweet Tea came on and started dancing with them. Well, if they're all good guys and they're all having fun, good sports, we yeah. all like to dance and party, let's all dance and party together. They probably do it after the show. Just in the back? Yeah. Just That's kind of weird. Party. They just got like a little like little boom box in the locker room. <laughs> Hey, I'd, I'd play. Do it. That sounds like fun. <laughs> All right. Well, so what do you give the star rating for that match? Uh, I would also give it three stars. You give that three? Yeah, it was really short, but there was a lot of fun in it that I really liked. It, mm. didn't, it didn't feel very technical, and it was just enjoying an enjoyable match to watch. You know, I like them, and I like all of them, all of the characters, and the Usos are... It's interesting to watch the Usos because they're getting, they're getting there. They're going somewhere. Yeah, definitely. So... I find it kind of interesting, and I, I really haven't brought it up until now because it just dawned on me. Why main event, their longest match is always their first match of the night. And I not, know, And not true. the main event. The main event's always, the last match is always the shortest match. Well, I, I kind of, and I kind of feel like the first match is always actually the, the main match of main event. Well, and, that, and that's really what it is. Yeah. But that's it's kind of kind of funny. Yeah, it's kind of weird. And also, I, I think that, that it's, they have to put it first because that's how people want to stay tuned. Maybe. Because it's such a short hour where Raw, that's true. you can go That's back true. And, you make a good point. So. I don't know. I'm going to give this match, I'm giving it two stars. So you like the Sin Cara one better? The Sandow Sin Cara match was probably, I think, was the best match huh. of main event this okay. week. But, I mean, this match, the guys did well. They had, like, had fun. Like, it was kind of cool seeing, you know, like... The camaraderie. Yeah, that's Which you don't really see too much in a match. But at the same time, why was there camaraderie in a match? But it it was weird because there was something refreshing about it. And it was way too too short for a match like this. It was short. If you're trying to build both these teams, these guys should have got at least 10 minutes. Well, I don't even know if they're really trying to build. They're definitely trying to build the Usos. Or tons of fun. They're definitely trying to build the Usos. Yeah. So by building them, though, you should give them hard-fought victories over... Oh, legitimate teams. And if their friends are tons of funk, then they should have a good competitive match with them. Yeah. I made your uh, Segway championship belt. Oh, oh yes! I yes. love it! Hey, there it is! Yeah! <laughs> That's awesome! <laughs> I reign supreme. You only have half a head, too. <laughs> it's the better half. It's all right. <laughs> Thank you, Steven. That's fantastic. <laughs> you deserved it. That's going to be my you new Facebook it. photo. You earned that one. <laughs> All right. So let's get okay. to our payback predictions because we got matches that are happening this Sunday night. Like I said, we're going to get the we'll get the Raw Cruise predictions. Mm-hmm. We'll see who can walk away with that two and a half ounces of plastic and Velcro. And you still owe me two, just letting you know. Uh, no, I think we're good. Mm. <laughs> 
The first two are practice rounds. No, no, no. I was trying to see what you were capable of. <laughs> Don't doubt me. <laughs> but yeah, so we're going to get our predictions right now. Actually, do you have a pen over there? I do have a I pen. Because I forgot to grab one. Let me steal right. your pen. Th- oh. That was great. <laughs> Live. Live podcast. Gotta love it. All right. So the pre-show match, which we talked about a little bit earlier. Damian Sandow taking on the Celtic warrior Seamus. Seamus. Um, I think. See, I didn't put much thought in these because I, I kind of had a hectic week. But um, Me, 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 me. I had a hectic week. There is. I, I do want Sandow to win, but I think Seamus is going to win. I'm I'm the exact same way. I'm figuring Sheamus is going to win this, but it would be a huge win, f- and for them to elevate Sandow if they somehow let him pull off the victory. Yeah, I don't think they're going to do that here. Maybe they have a rematch later in the week and then let Sandow win, mm-hmm. but I don't think it's going to happen at the pay per view. So I think we're both going to go with Sheamus. Yeah, Sheamus is the oh. chicken dinner winner. All oh, right. Now this match, I don't know if it's officially been announced on WWE.com yet, but. They pretty much announced it on Raw for the Divas uh-huh. title. Caitlyn finally will defend against AJ, who's been the number one contender for about two months now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She'll mm-hmm. finally get her you know, pay-per-view title match. shot. If there's a, if there are two Divas that I want to see, it's these two. And this is really the only one that's had any buildup. Mm. Oh, yeah. And, and this past Raw was... Outstanding when we found out the Secret Admirer was just a hoax by I AJ. Love Biggie, by Biggie the way. did I great. Love Biggie. He did great. He's just awesome. Like I'm starting, to, I'm starting to think there's nothing that Biggie can do wrong. Biggie's been more and more impressive every week. Even his jumpsuit it can't do anything wrong. No, he still needs <laughs> he still needs longer trunks. I try to support you, Biggie. You try all he, the way. He needs longer trunks. Otherwise, I don't see anything else. <laughs> <laughs> So, AJ, Caitlin, who you got? See, that's really tough because mm, I think AJ, I feel like AJ is going to win, but then there's going to be like some trickery that she's, mm, okay, AJ is going to win. I'll go on about the trickery. What do you think about trickery? I don't know. I just feel like it's, it's, she's going to win out of some, something, some BS, some, some kind of last minute, like Caitlin gets knocked out unconscious because Biggie Langston's hanging out there. I don't know. Anyway, AJ's going to win. Well, they don't allow men to strike women anymore on WWE TV. That hasn't happened. Well, he can throw a a bucket or something. Since they went (laughs) TV PG, that really hasn't happened. Um, You know, I actually think that they they might let Caitlyn win this. Which, I I want AJ to be the Divas Champion really badly. Mm -hmm. But I, I think someone is going to come to Caitlyn's aid. Like, Biggie is going to distract the ref, and someone else, no idea who, See, is going to come out and then eventually kind of reveal to Caitlyn's like, I've actually had a little bit of a crush on you. So there really oh, kind of was yeah. a secret admirer, but but it was, even though it was AJ doing all this stuff, there was actually someone else that kind of had so feelings. you have a very elaborate prediction. I do. See, I th- the, short, the, sh- the short form, I would like AJ to win, but I think Caitlyn's going to and I think we're going to f- find her connect with somebody. See, I'm the other way around where I think that Caitlyn is going to really dominate throughout the match and then AJ, something is going to happen where AJ wins but it's going to be like a a half ASS win. Sure. Half ASS. I like that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right, so we differ on one of them. Okay. Okay. For the United States Championship, Shield member Dean Ambrose takes Mm -hmm. on the big red monster Kane. Uh, You guys might want to kill me for saying this. I hope Kane wins, but it will be Dean Ambrose. Oh, it's definitely going to be Dean yeah. Ambrose. What do you I nuts? go for what Dean Ambrose. Nuts? Of course it's going to be Dean Ambrose. Yeah. Although I would find it kind of interesting if, say, Kane won and Orton and Daniel Bryan lost. And then, and then That'd Dan- be weird. Well, no, then Daniel Bryan starts getting jealous of Kane. Oh, wait, Kane won a title. I really am the weak link. No, Because Kane no. was able to win by himself. I don't think they're going to go that far. Uh, I think I think Ambrose is going to win. Yet another elaborate possibility. <laughs> I'm an elaborate person. That's just that's just how I am. All right, so we're both taking Ambrose. Yes. Um, and then we go to the tag title match. The other members of the Shield, Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins, taking on the weird duo of Dan O'Brien and Randy I Orton. I feel like that's a really yeah weird duo. It's so strange. I 
but Daniel Bryan's entertaining no matter what. But uh, Daniel Bryan's incredible. Yeah. <laughs> Daniel Bryan's the biggest thing going right now. He is. He is. And he might. Obviously, there's all the speculation. They, I mean, with, can... with, with all these injuries that they've had, it's been a complete blessing in the skies for Daniel Bryan. Because all of a sudden, mm-hmm. he has emerged as the guy. He's lovable for all ages. He, he is. <laughs> and I think he's going to become more lovable because I think we're. I've been saying this for months now. We're finally going to get the Orton heel turn. I think if we get a, finally, we might get a Brian heel turn too. You think be Brian that turns heel? It's possible. It is possible. I think wouldn't that be crazy? I mean, there's speculation that Brian might be heel and go against bump 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 Cena. There are rumors going around about that, but then there have also been rumors for yeah. months that Orton's finally going but to go I, heel. I read that rumor. I'm like, I like it. I like it. <laughs> so, so, so are we both going shield there though. Because I say Shield's going to win, and then I say Orton turns on Daniel Bryan. But you might be saying that Daniel Bryan turns on Orton. I, yeah, I, I think it might be Bryan turning on Orton. But I will go with the Shield. Okay, so we're both going Shield. Yeah. I think the Shield's going to reign for at least the whole year since their introduction. Triple threat match for the Intercontinental title. The champion, Way Bar taking on The Miz, and then taking on Fandango's replacement, um, the current undefeated Curtis Axel. What a shame that Fandango is not in they there. They had it all set for my my prediction to happen of Fandango being champion before SummerSlam. <laughs> it was all ready yeah. to go, which is why I feel, and I don't think anyone else thinks this, that Barrett is going to retain because Barrett has not, I don't think has ever had a big pay-per-view win. I say he pins Miz, so Axel can still go on saying he was never pinned or anything like that. Right, right, right. And then when Fandango comes back, they bring it back in, and Fandango can eventually take it. And you're, but you, you also, are you saying otherwise? If Fandango was in there, definitely. If Fandango, Fandango was in, I would be picking Fandango. Right. Okay. Since he's not, I'm saying Barrett retains. <sighs> which I know, I know the easy pick. Is to pick Curtis Axel because he's got Paul Heyman and everything. I know. I'm thinking. I'm thinking Curtis Axel. I don't think the Miz. But uh, you know, you said all that stuff, and you're making me change no, my mind. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm right. not going to persuade you. You did. You persuaded. Like that's a good point. You know that that rivalry with Fandango and Wade Barrett needs to well it needs to continue with the Miz on. as well because Miz and Fandango will continue also. So um, I'm going to go with Wade Barrett. Oh, damn you. I should have had you go first. It might be too soon I should have had you go Axel, first. You know? <laughs> I wanted you to go first on you that one. You made me go first the couple, first couple times. Meh, meh, meh. Well, you go first with this one. <laughs> okay. World Heavyweight Championship match. The returning Dolph Ziggler after being gone for about six weeks <laughs> no, defends his title against Alberto Del Rio. I think uh, from straight from the heart, Dolph's going to win. That's just a, uh, a gut heart feeling. I... If they didn't have him drop the title mm-hmm. due to injury, mm-hmm. which they normally should, if you're not able to defend your title within 30 days, you're supposed to forfeit your title, mm-hmm. and they didn't have him do it, they're not going to have him lose in his first title defense. Okay. So, so I, I they're going right. to give him a ring. <laughs> well, who knows if you're going to be right or wrong. I'm just kidding. But I'm with you. I with, know. I'm with Oh, well. <laughs> wait a minute. Am I working with a ringer? <laughs> All right. So we're both taking Ziggler. The return of the best in the world. CM Punk in his hometown of Chicago, taking on the man who claims to be the best in the world at what he does in Chris Jericho. I think, okay, I'll go first. Okay, I'll go first in the main. All right, I think that uh, if CM Punk comes back, which I think he will, it will be him that defeats Chris Jericho. If if it's an actual match, it'll be CM Punk. (laughs) I say that because it wouldn't surprise me if Punk shows up to the huge roar of the crowd, walks in the ring, the bell sounds, and Punk lies there. Lies Why down. Why would that happen? And then Jericho pins him just because he's not moving. And then Punk goes on the mic and starts talking trash to Paul Heyman. Huh. About why why are you doing these for me? You know I want a time off or something you know, something along those lines. And then and then the crowd just gets right behind Punk again from his promo. But obviously that's the far fetched one. Yeah, that's I would love if that happened, but I think it's gonna be an actual match and Punk's going to win. 
So two punks. Two punks. <laughs> We're agreeing on most of these. And uh, finally, WWE Championship match, John Cena versus Ryback in the three stages of hell. Okay, so what's your deal? What's, well, I'll tell you what my deal is. Okay. <laughs> um, I say Ryback wins the Lumberjack match. Okay. And then Cena wins the tables match. Okay. And I have been going back and forth about this, trying to think what would be the best way to do it. But in the end, I think Cena will win um, the ambulance match and then retain his WWE title. Was there any other ways that you thought Ryback would win? Because you were just saying. I thought maybe he suddenly there was someone else that came out that attacked Cena. Mm-hmm. That helped Ryback win, and then Cena has a feud with this other guy that does, so it's not involving the title. But I'm not quite sure who that would be. Yeah. Um, unless, unless, unless they go full force on the Orton heel turn on Sunday night, which I don't see happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I, I say Cena retains. Okay. Uh, I can't. For some reason, I can't see Ryback ha- having that title at the moment. Though, you know, uh, Cena's gonna win. He's gonna have to, in my opinion. Okay, this is a really odd thing because now I'm looking at all our predictions. The, we only differ on one. The chicks, huh? On the on the divas match. So to make it more interesting, I might I might change one of my picks, just because <laughs> to make it more interesting for us. Okay, go for it. So I'm going to change one of mine. That's very noble of you to, Isn't it? to change it. After my long spiel about Wade Barrett, I'm saying Curtis Axel's winning. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I took your spiel. I made it mine. That's yeah, exactly. What so I'll just give it to you. So I have Axel winning, <laughs> and I have Caitlin retaining. All right. And then you had AJ and Barrett, and then we were the same in everything else. So we'll see what happens, and we'll do our post-show after Buzz Sunday night after the Payback pay-per-view. But in the meantime, Corey, how can people reach out to you? You can reach out to me on my Facebook page and Twitter at K-A-O-R-I-O-U-S. And please come over, uh, over, over. Whoa, going to party, of course. Come over on Saturday at noon Pacific time on AfterBuzzTV.com where we are going to talk video games. And E3 was just here, so lots to talk about. All right. And you can follow me on Twitter at CRosieVOC. Instead of your fan of The Voice, you can check us out Monday nights at 10 p.m. Pacific. I do that after show. As well as, like we are saying, this Sunday night, Payback After Buzz Special Edition. I'm going to be there. I think Kaori's going to be, be there. there. Some of the rock crew's going to be there. You should check it out. And for Kaori, I am Christian Rosenberg. We will see you next week. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later! The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 